Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining me for episode number 103 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Happy 2022. Instead of getting Tom fired this year, let's resolve to get him promoted to the point of incompetence. That way he can send me all the free pens I want. <laughs> Despite my current grievance with the USPS, he can still mail them to me with confidence. By the way, email us at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com with all your questions to answer on future podcasts. I think it's time for a Q&A session with you guys. Almost everything's on the table. Now, really quick at the sponsors, if you want to get Tom fired, head over to our retail sponsor at goldspot.com. That's an inside joke for anybody just joining us. We don't really want to get Tom fired. Go to goldspot.com and be sure to use coupon code ROY to get an additional 10% off throughout the Goldspot store with some exclusions applying. Now, before we get into the next sponsor, I just, because it's all relevant, I think that the sponsorships and everything is relevant with what I'm about to tell you. Don't forget about the massive centennial episode giveaway that we're doing. I need you guys to think about your favorite quote from any of the Pentertainment Podcasts. Write it down, take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, and make sure you hashtag Pentertainment100. And you will get a Procyon by Platinum, color of your choice. You will also get a Colorverse bottle of ink, color of your choice, and a Nebula Note, style and color of your choice, and it's pretty awesome. You're also going to get a $100 gift card from Goldspot Pens. So you see how that ties together. Goldspot's a sponsor. Luxury Brands is a sponsor. And Luxury Brands also distributes for Platinum and Colorverse and Nebula. I think it's kind of cool. It all ties things together. And speaking of Luxury Brands, had a brain fart just now. If you're looking for an amazing pen to gift this Valentine's Day, our friends at Luxury Brands of America have one over-the-top fountain pen that is sure to make the writer in your life swoon. The Banu Talisman Wild Rose Fountain Pen is exactly that. It's wild. You have to check it out at your favorite retailer, especially if your favorite retailer is goldspot.com. Check this pen out. It's got like a really cool sparkles of red swirling through it, and it's just just awesome like Laffy Taffy pink. I look at this pen, I immediately want to eat it. Is that weird? Anyway, check out the new talisman coming from Banu. Who's texting me? Check out the new talisman coming from Banu. It's Wild Rose, and it's awesome. Now, in 2022, Tom's resolution is to get rid of every one of, every last one of the Penboy Roy t-shirts in his home office. And you can help by clicking the link below and taking one or a few off his hands. It's at inkjournal.com. Check out the link. Anyway, that's all I have for sponsorships. Happy New Year. Don't forget about the giveaway. And thanks for joining us once again. Now, before I get started with this week's episode, this, this podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. So be forewarned. You have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. Okay, I think it's the first time we're not having technical difficulties. Can I have clap? Really? Clap number one. Clap number two. Perfect.
Yeah, that was a funny way to start the conversation in the green room there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So happy new year, man. It is right now January 4th, 2022. God, it's, can you... it's a date that I feel only belongs in science fiction novels that I used to read. Or, right. Or like movies. Right. Like didn't by now, didn't like John Spartan get like reanimated in Demolition Man and we had some sort of like weird society where like the only place you could get a rat burger was in the underground sewer, like crime scene in Demolition Man. No, it's not ringing any bells. No, no. I remember the crime scene. Wasn't Dennis Leary in that? Yes, he was. He was was like like, food, glorious food. And they're just trying to rob Taco Bell. Yes. They were robbing Taco Bell because Taco Bell was the only franchise to survive the you know the massive like franchise wars or whatever that they had so like right. Burger King, McDonald's, all the other ones went by the wayside, and Taco Bell was the lone holdout. What I remember that about thing. that movie was Sandra Bullock was in it, and she was smoking hot as she always is. And did you know that Sandra Bullock speaks perfect German? Does she know? Yeah, Google it, man. When she speaks German, she's even <laughs> hotter. It's like it's like so <laughs> sexy. I always thought Sandra Bullock was smoking hot. Not so much in that movie. It's all about Steve, but still hot in that movie too. Even though she was Steve. kind of, it's all about Steve with Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. She was kind of freaky in that movie, but she was still smoking hot in that movie too. Uh, okay. But happy New Year to everybody and everybody listening. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. So happy New Year. Yeah, awesome last year for me for us. I think right. I think it was awesome. When it came, it to, was good. I had. A good... I, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna turn it back. I. I will. I will say that I lived 2021, and it was a roller coaster of fun and excitement, and some ups, some downs, some all arounds. Right. And you know, oh, good stuff. So good it's things. like you know what it is. It's like I also want to. You know, I, a lot of good things happened to me. I got into the fish keeping hobby in 2021, and. I've got Dr. Evil back there, and I got so crates at work and everything. You know, I have a lot to be appreciative of, so I'm not going to turn a snub nose to 2022. I mean, 2021, but 2022, let's just hope that it's going to be better. Enough of the New Year's sappy shit. What do you, what, what's going on with you? Oh, uh, I, I mean, you know, it's January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, January is always a is is an interesting month because you would think that the craziness of December would somehow slow down, but it just kind of continues on in different forms, you know, and just like and but like I I kind of I'm excited because there's a lot of opportunity I feel for me to explore some different things and and to kind of kickstart some of the various like habits that mm-hmm. I have built in that it's just basically a continuation of what I've been doing last year as far as um you know uh reading and and uh and kind of keeping myself like knowledgeable about things and and looking for some ways to contribute in terms of uh you know writing and creating some new content and stuff like that so you know a- after all that was done with inkvent calendar and you know and, and doing stuff on like TikTok and and just uh you know just like you know getting gifts and stuff like that I'm, I'm kind of like turning now into well like where are some of my interests I'm kind of going for starting out in 2022 and and like what 
goals do I, you know, just kind of like setting up the the rest of the year and, and planning that out? Because you know, I'm very big on on setting up my new journal and stuff, and and that gives me a lot of time to be very introspective about that sort right, of thing. Right, right. Just in case I might have screwed up the audio, just real subject change, because I know I'm not known for suddenly changing the subject. I had two separate audio sources going off, so your voice might have been doubled. So if there's if there's any kind of weird audio thing with tom's voice it's over just now. just cut so everything worry. i just said just just go <laughs> ahead and do it valuable stuff the demolition man my proclamation of love <laughs> for for sandra bullock I, I can't cut all that stuff out so people might be thinking oh it's a little weird up front but after the first few minutes it's or it's fixed right now first five minutes might have been fucked up but it's fixed right just now. cut just let's just let's just cut it loose and we'll just we'll just the, hey guys happy <laughs> <laughs> happy new year <laughs> welcome to the pentatainment podcast year three we're back again with mr penboy roy and mr odd oink that might be the new intro i think i'm gonna do that everything before yes let's point. do that let's just let's just cut yeah that's good i mean just because just because of the energy Siri, you love the energy that if you if you do introductions like that on every podcast we might have to just start with you doing the <laughs> podcast introductions from now on right you're gonna have to just start starting like that that was awesome. you're just gonna continue to like throw things my way first it's like tom <laughs> you're a great writer you're better than i am at writing descriptions you write the podcast description and the and the uh, sponsorship read ad thing whatever from bryce soon, and soon now enough. you're like that was a tremendous intro, my friend. Go ahead and do more <laughs> intros. Sure. Yeah. Isn't that – what's that – what's the term that they use to describe that, like, overqualified to the point of there, – there's a saying. Oh, you mean promote you promote yourself to the point of incompetence or something like that? Yes. Yes. Promotion yeah. to the point of incompetence. And that's where – that's where you – that's where you are headed, my friend. What are oh, you drinking? Boy. What are you drinking there? This is a this is iced coffee uh, left over from this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually I, I brewed a hot pot this morning as a Starbucks Christmas blend, mm-hmm. and I decided like later on in the evening there's still some coffee left over. I put some ice in it, a little bit of oat milk, and uh, a little tiny bit of some pumpkin creamer in there. And pumpkin creamer, okay, cool, mm-hmm. sounds good. So, so I'm curious. You said mm-hmm. that you had broken your keto. Yeah, I said that to you in the green room earlier. Yes. But we need to bring this out in the open right? because so, people know, need to know this I, and you need to know what it is that you broke it on. Okay, so I I prepared for the holidays, right? So I don't just randomly decide to break keto. I actually prepare for it. And what I mean by preparing for it is, well, there's a whole, like, do you want me to get into a whole, like, sciencey shit behind it as to why you should prepare for breaking keto if you are going to, in fact, break keto? Because it's important to know. <laughs> Right? Uh, Too late. I'm going to get into it now. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> the look of, oh, I fucked up on your uh, face. All right. So, and be, after that, I do want to talk about something semi-pen related. But basically, when you're on a high-fat diet, very, very low-carb carb diet, and I think I mentioned this before, being on a high-fat diet can result into elevated cholesterol levels, Right? It could lead to okay. elevated cholesterol levels when it comes to LDL cholesterol. And everybody's terrified of that, and it's understandable as to why people are terrified of that. Timing is the shittiest. My smart mouse, my magic mouse by, for my computer, my iMac Pro, just died mm-hmm. on me. So, But I don't need it right now. Anyway, 
So your elevated LDL cholesterol can be a problem when it comes to heart disease and stuff like that, right? right? Especially if you're on a standard American diet or you're eating carbohydrates or sugars and stuff like that because elevated LDL will mix with the carbs and cause inflammation in your arteries and bad stuff. Now, this is a very layman's way of saying it. There's science and big words behind it, which I don't, I can't even, like if I had it in front of me, I'm not even going to read it to you because it's going to have like 60 letter words in it and shit like that. But basically, when you're not having carbs and when you're not having sugars and stuff like that, your body creates something called beta hydroxybutyrate. It's kind of like the ketone. It's the energy, right? Now, in order for that, well, that was that was a long enough word in itself. There, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's a short one. That's one of the shorter ones. But anyway, what happens is beta hydroxybutyrate is the energy that get, powers your brain and your cells and shit like that. But it doesn't just float around in in your bloodstream and just get just absorbed by your blood and go to your brain. It doesn't work that way. It kind of has to take a taxi cab. And that taxi cab would be LDL. So the more your body it, uses... It hitches, it, it calls for an Uber LDL and it hitches right. a ride so down it, into the bloodstream. LDL is the Uber that takes the ketones to your cells and your brain and shit like that, right? Now, the problem is when carbohydrates or sugars jump into that same Uber, it causes the Uber to like implode and turn into a very solid rocky like material that causes inflammation in the arteries that's so like the car disease. so carbs so let's say like the carb gets in it was like chain smoking all night smells like smells like it just threw up on a shoe yes that gets in is is like totally ready to throw up and like diarrhea at the same time in the cab and like yes. the cab driver's like uh, this ain't happening i'm gonna have to charge you extra but then like all the other nasty stuff comes in and it's like, it's like, oh no, we're here for the ride. We're going to give you one star if you don't take us to, you know, somewhere far. And then the cab driver's like, no, it's not happening. And then your, your, your LDL just like explodes. Implodes. Exactly turns in, yeah. It turns into like a, a bad thing that causes inflammation in your arteries. Right. And that's what leads to heart disease. But if you don't have the carbs and sugar, then the elevated LDL is not a negative it's not bad for you because it's not going to be dense. It's not going to be small. It's not going to work its way into the walls of your arteries and cause inflammation, right? So the reason why, if you're on a ketogenic diet, and Vanessa, this is for you, if you're listening, if you're on a ketogenic diet, your LDL might be elevated. So what you want to do, if you know you're going to have pizza or pasta or sugars or anything like that, like let's say for Christmas dinner, then a couple of weeks leading up to, up to that, and what I did is I went near vegan. I have nothing that would elevate my cholesterol. I ate everything that would lower my cholesterol while remaining keto. And then on the day that I broke keto, I had some sugars and I had pastas and rice and stuff like that. So since the LDL is lowered, it won't cause a conflict, right? Gotcha. And then coming back onto keto day one, I'm not going to just go back into my heavy saturated fat meat eating. I'm going to start with like avocados, macadamia nuts, salmon, things like that. Mm -hmm. Food sources, uh, olive oil, food sources with high mono and polyunsaturated fats as opposed to saturated fats. So that way, you know, even if it does jack up my cholesterol, it's not going to be too much. And then, you know, in a couple of days, I'm going to start putting my meats back in and stuff like that. But it's, it's very well planned out. And I feel like in order to safely break keto, that's how it has to be. So that's what I did. So I broke keto. 
I didn't like love it. So most of the year I eat cruciferous vegetables, red meats. I eat a lot of broccoli. I eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot, you know, you guys know what I eat, but I felt like once I started eating bread and pasta and had desserts, I thought I was going to be like, Oh, I love this. This is amazing. This is the best thing that happened to my face. Mm. You know, after a while, after being off of that stuff for a long time and you eat it again, you re- you kind of like, well, it's, it's not all that great. I don't understand why it's so, like, I didn't really enjoy the sweets. I didn't enjoy the pastas. I didn't enjoy the bread and all that stuff. I mean, it was good, I, but it's not like, oh, I can't, I can't believe I'm giving this up because I well, think. Well, see, I think, I think the thing is about that, and I, I could appreciate it from the, the point of view that you have as well, is that. I, you know, I don't, I don't partake on a lot of the, like the, the pure carb stuff either. Um, but what, what I used to do, like let's say about 10 years ago or so is I would do, I would do like a slow carb diet, which is basically like you have no white carbs, no bread or anything. And I very much kind of very similar to a keto type of thing where I was eating meat and vegetables, like pretty much every day, uh, did a lot of turkey chili like a lot of turkey chili uh like once a day for lunch would have like ground turkey with like you know chilies fixins and beans and whatever so like when but then i would do like a cheat day okay and that cheat day would be once a week on a saturday and i wouldn't do it as eloquently as you do it with stepping it down and and charting yourself and then sacrificially uh you know uh doing like lots of other things to get yourself in preparation for that one day that you're doing it but what I would do is like I would, you know, attack for stuff that I've been missing all week long. It's like, oh, you know, I could have whatever I want. So I have like, you know, candy or or like stuff that's got carbs in it and things like that. And, you know, and it would just come down to if it's like really special stuff that I definitely miss. Like, for example, ice cream is my thing. I love ice cream. So like having ice cream is like is like a, a must for me if I'm going to be like, you know, having a cheat day. Um, but and pizza too, but just not any ordinary. So like if you if you gave me like the frozen pizza or like just any ordinary stuff, I would just be like, you know, this is not really worth it. This is not worth my I, I don't feel like this is worth like making because like when especially when you have carbs, and you don't have it a lot. You get full very quickly. Right. So you're not going to be like you're not going to have the capacity to be like, oh, I'll have this and this and this and this and this. You're going to be basically like. I will just want to have the one thing that I know that I will really want and that was really tasty to me and that I really miss and then everything else can, you know. So, like, when you're eating, like, just regular plain pasta, rice, mm-hmm. and, you know, and stuff that's, like, okay, it's, like, you know, that's not going to do much for you. But, like, when you, let's say, you went and had, you know, pizza from a place that you really like. Right. Yeah, then then that's going to be where you get the payoff for it. Yeah. I, I hear you. I definitely, I do remember though, feeling like, see, being on keto, you eat, you become satiated, you stop eating. And then you realize, oh, this is how much I eat in one sitting. And you never feel like, did you ever eat to the point of feeling like injured? Like, you're uh, just like, oh, I ate too much. I have, I have eaten, like in my life, I've eaten many, many times to the point where like, I just feel disgusting right? and that I just need to like, just lay down somewhere because right. I, I am now like a beached whale. Right. So that's how, <laughs> so, but that's what carbs do to your brain, right? Yeah. So that's like actually a... They sap the will to live. <laughs> no, it's like, listen, like we're like prehistoric versions of us would run out into the field and we'd pick berries and we'd eat the berries. And then those berries would have high sugars and those sugars would trick 
trigger our brain to be like, oh, that's good. Keep getting more and more. It just gives us energy, right? So it really triggers the reward center of the brain. So what happens is your brain actually communicates with your stomach. Your stomach kind of says, this is great. Suppress the, and tells the brain, suppress the feeling of being satiated. So that way we can keep eating as much as we can, right? Because back then when we're prehistoric, when we're shaved monkeys back a long time ago, sometimes food is not easy to come by. So the body would want to overeat so it can store. It could have energy for later. Mm -hmm. That mechanism of communication between the stomach and the brain has not changed. So when you eat carbohydrates or sugars, that same communication between the stomach saying to the brain, hey, brain, this is good stuff, suppress the satiation so that way he keeps eating more still happens. And that's why you always find you overeat carbs. That's why I, that's one of the biggest reasons I love the ketogenic diet is because you don't overeat. You find that when you're satiated, you're satiated. And then you don't, your brain isn't suppressing that feeling of satiation. So you overeat. And yeah, so I, I did overeat and I thought to myself, man, this sucks. So I'm back to, <laughs> you know, I'm back to eating my ketogenic diet and I, I missed it and I'm very happy being back to it. But yeah. You want to hear a funny story? I think I texted you. I asked you to remind me to remind you of the story. I, I was going to remind you about the Jean Grey thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But we got we got off on a, on a right. tangent early. Because this so. is actually pen related. So <clears throat> I give my good friend Jean Grey the platinum nice, or as you want to fancy say, nice. And, she, you know, I FaceTime her. And I tell her to plug in the cartridge. She plugs in the cartridge. The ball inside the cartridge is, you know, jiggling around, acting like an agitator. She's like, it's not writing. So I'm like, all right, we'll just leave it upside down and then try again tomorrow. So she does. The next day, it still doesn't fucking write. And this is one of my pet peeves. I hate when I'm like, hey, this is great. Try this. And it doesn't work. Right? Right. So she tries it again the next day and she's like it's still not working i'm like well gee that bothers me so i'm gonna well, i'll troubleshoot it for you when i when when i come over to hang out so the day after that i go over to her place to hang out right and i pick it up i unscrew the cap and i write with it and it writes right away so i just thought that was a funny story and she was like no no no. listen i swear to god that was not writing and i'm like oh okay no, no. I was that like, happens to me that happens to me, me a lot around the office where like nope. it's like oh this is not this is not working tom i can't get this to and then i walk over and by the time i'm like looking at it i'm like oh just show me show me what's going on and it's like oh it just worked i like i i must have intimidated <laughs> right working. no but you know what the thing is though that's funny because that always seems to happen Right. Like, mm-hmm. especially with you in the reverse, like you'll be writing with a pen all the time, ready to show it on YouTube. You go to start a writing sample and suddenly it doesn't work. And you just spent mm-hmm. five minutes demonstrating how awesome it is and stuff like that. But no, but really, yeah. this is one of the things I actually going back to that story with Jean Grey is I don't like cartridges for that reason. Right. Yeah, cartridges new, are like that. Yeah. Yeah. The brand new pen. With cartridges could be risky because someone could plug it in and it may not start right away. In the case of Jean Grey's Platinum 3776 Nisei, it didn't start for a full fucking day sitting upside down for 24 fucking hours. That's not reliable. But then once it does start writing, it writes like... I mean, Platinum yeah. makes some of the best pens in the world, but that. But that's in- yeah, that that initial period. I, I had someone similarly bring that up uh, today as well. Was that with a with a Leonardo putting a cartridge in there, which you know they usually come with just converters, mm-hmm. but put a cartridge in there, and it was like was like oh it was it's kind of like you know giving me a little trouble at first, and then it started writing, mm-hmm. and 
I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, that's the cartridges sometimes could be like that where it's, where it's like you plug it in. And even if you try like squeezing the back end of it Mm -hmm. to like prime it and get it, force it through the feed, it will just takes way too long. And you're just like, oh, how, when is this going to be ready to write? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things. So actually I took over when I went to hang with her with, with me was a bottle of DC Electric Blue by Private Reserve, which is the same fucking thing as Monteverde DC Electric Blue, right? Because mm-hmm. DC Monteverde now owns Private Reserve, and obviously, I'm sorry, Yaffa Brands owns Private Reserve and Monteverde, so it's probably the same formula. But that was a funny fountain pen story. But it's working now, so it's gonna be work. It's gonna be reliable for her, so that's what I'm happy about. It's a really nice pen, and I'm really glad that once I'm glad it has that two year cap on. You know how Platinum says you can leave it on for two yeah, years. Yeah, the, the slip and seal cap mechanism. But how did they come to that? That really, I really wonder. Like, how, like did they wait two years before advertising that? I mean, did they test it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would have to imagine because you couldn't just say, "Oh, it's for two years." It's like no one will ever know. No, but like, yeah. how, no but one will did, ever keep ink in their pen for longer than two years. Right? But how <laughs> do they know write. it was two years though? Like, how, like think about it. If they had a hundred pens lined out, did did they test a hundred pens, left it inked, and then didn't open each one for two years? You know what I'm saying? And then after two years, they opened each one, and every single one of them wrote. Or did I, they, I couldn't? We no. need answers to these questions. These are questions <laughs> that cannot go unanswered. How does I want to see know? the research, right? I, I want to see the research that backs this. No, but seriously, how do they know two years? And why not two years in a day? Why not two years in three days? Or was it more than two years, but just negligible? So they just said two years. Or was it not two years, but almost two years? So they <laughs> said two years. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know. Also, that varies on the ink, I would find as well, because if you put a super saturated ink in there, I would have to imagine it's going to be more prone to drying out. There's another like variable that I want nitrogen answers for. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But then again, to be fair, let's just say they only tested it with their ink because they can't guarantee the properties of other people's inks. And every, pe- right. every fucking pen company out there, you know, says, oh, you have to only use our ink. Otherwise, it's the end of the fucking world, right? Like Mont Blanc. Only use Mont Blanc ink. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's just but I just I'm curious how they know. I really I got to talk to Bryce about it. He's yeah, you know, he distributes for platinum. How is he will that? he will be the he'll be the person to find out the answers to these things. He'll, yeah, he should find yeah. out the answers to those things for us. But look what I got. And it made me think of you. Nice. So I'm showing. It's a me, Luigi. It's, <laughs> it's a, a Luigi figure. So it's this a is a, a Luigi four-inch action figure that I got because I have the Mario one and the Luigi. It's got articulating limbs, like yeah. you could uh, move it and everything. And That's it, cool. And it came with the mushroom, the power-up mushroom. But the reason why I showed it to you and it reminds me of you is because I just decided if you dressed up as Luigi, mm-hmm. you'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, for Halloween, you just have to like shave your beard and grow a bow tie mustache. Where, nice. where all the green stuff. You'd be perfect for Luigi, right? Or cool. Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so There's yeah. a snake in my boot. <laughs> so I found Toy Story part four oddly depressing, but we'll talk about that some other time because I want to talk about something else mm-hmm. right now. I want to talk about how upset I am. What great Uh-oh. way to start the new year by talking about something that upsets me. I'm sorry, but that's what I'm going to have to do. It's my podcast. This really grinds my gears. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm really upset about the fact that I use the United States Postal Service. Now, before I get into this, I'm going to talk about it, son. I'm going to talk about it. And before I get into it, yes, I should have probably used a different service, even within the United States Postal Service, something where it wasn't so obvious what was in the envelope. But I mailed four gift cards to you, your wife, Sal, and Karen. And I wrapped them in a piece of paper that I wrote a nice note to you on. I put it in. Nice. I put it in. Nice, sl- nice is a rather subjective term. <laughs> right. <laughs> I put it in an envelope and I put two stamps on it and that should be sufficient. And what really upsets me is by the time it gets to you, somebody had sliced open the side edge of the envelope, removed the cards, but left the note. And that was really upsetting because I deposited that mail, not at a mailbox on the corner, on the street corner, because you've heard me talk about this all the time. People will fish mail out, they'll find mail, and then they'll open it up and then find a check. They'll they'll lift the ink off the check because they're not using permanent ink, and they'll rewrite the check. And this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that if I drop it off at the United States Postal Service office itself, that this kind of theft would happen. So it was shocking. Uh, yeah. To so say the least. by the time and it- I hazarded, I was thinking to myself, it's like, I got the, I got the envelope. I opened the flap for it. You know, the, I, I, you know, it's just tearing open the, the top part, not even seeing the side was split open. I got the, the letter out. I was reading the letter and I'm like, didn't he put the cards in here? There's no cards in here. Right. And I'm like, where the hell did the cards go? And that's when I saw, I looked at the side and I'm like, oh shit. Like the whole entire side. It doesn't look like it was run over by a car or like that it was like ripped in some sort of machine. It looks like it was pretty clearly just someone took a letter opener or something and and just did the whole side in and just took out the contents. Because you could probably see based on the fact that it was like a lighter envelope. And that, and you know, you could probably feel for the fact that there were right, cards there were in cards there. in there. The envelope yeah. would bend. You'd feel that there's cards in there. So, like again, one, yes, it was probably on me for being complacent and putting it in there like that. But part of me was also thinking, this is going into the hands of USPS. This is staying in the hands of USPS. But anyway, as you know, because I conferenced you in the call. I reached out to USPS Postal Investigations, right? Because this is a bigger problem than just someone stealing four cards out of the envelope. This, and this is and this is the reason why I kind of felt hesitant about telling you in the first place. Why? Because you thought I would go crazy. No, but listen, here, let me finish. Because the story. you were going to take it to that level, no, and you were going to listen, be upset there, about it. There's so. more to it than that. But the reason why I am upset is because there's a couple of possibilities. One possibility is one of the one of the many, 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 many members of the United States Postal Service sliced open the side of that thinking that there are gift cards in there and removed the gift cards. That's a possibility. The other possibility is the United States Postal Service hires or outside contracts people not hired who are not federal employees of the United States Postal Service to do certain deliveries. And that person, whoever they may be, cut the side of the envelope open and retrieve the cards. There's also the possibility that, and I think it's slimmer, that once the mail was dropped into the bin at the Postal Service, maybe someone stole it 
someone not related to the Postal Service or anything like that. I don't think that's even a realistic possibility just because of the security measures that the Postal Services have, the post offices have. But anyway, the issue I have is this. It's more than likely a member of the USPS or a contracted member by USPS. In either case, what we have is a real problem with the internal workings and integrity of a service that many people rely on. So I reported it to the USPS inspections because I would feel like they would want to know if someone is stealing mail and the likelihood of it being someone related to or in the USPS is be, is high, that they would want to know and investigate it regardless of what the value is on the inside, right? Because this is an issue of integrity. And as you said, tampering with mail is actually a felony. Yes. So you were on the conference call with me when I spoke to them and I reported the whole thing in detail, as I do with everything. And <laughs> on the phone, and the reason why I wanted you on the phone was two things. I wanted you to witness it and I wanted you to witness the contents of the conversation that I had with this, the Postal Service worker who took the complaint report, right? Yes. So they said that someone was going to reach out to me within 24 to 48 hours, which they did, which you don't know about because I just got it this morning. And it was via email. So the email comes from UP, USPS customer service support at USPS.gov. Okay. .gov. Mm -hmm. And the subject is your USPS service request number 34142050 has been resolved. Exclamation mark. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dear Roy, in res uh, this oh, is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Could I just say, though, I was I was holding back the laughter and you couldn't see it because like we were on the conference call. Uh -huh. But I'm like holding it in so much when he, the guy was like, "Could I have a, an email address to reach you?" And you're like, "Pen Boy Roy." <laughs> like, I was like, "I'm like, oh my god!" I, I I tried so hard. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna start cracking up. I'm like, go ahead. It was too serious of a phone call. I was in business mode, man. You can't be laughing at me, and you did. But so here's the body of the email. That's the subject that states the subject that states your USPS service request has been resolved, meaning there has to be some resolution to this, right? So it says, Dear Roy, this is in response to your inquiry regarding damaged email, damaged mail. I apologize for any inconvenience you may have experienced. All mail deserves proper care and handling as it moves through our system. When purchasing yeah, yeah, yeah. when purchasing additional insurance for your package, always ensure the package for what the contents are worth. Wait, always ensure the package for what the contents are worth since you are the only since you are only covered for the actual value at the time of the mailing. It is important to note if the package does not include any insurance, we cannot offer the opportunity to file a claim for reimbursement. Additional inf insurance information is available at here's a link blah blah. blah. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to address this matter with you. If you have any questions, please contact me at the telephone number below. Sincerely, Ruima Salifu. Supervisor of customer services. So then it gives me a phone okay. number, 718-767-9245. You, you weren't looking for you weren't looking for compensation or restitution. hundred percent. You, you were looking for the 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 bastard or the So the, this the is this raises so evil many evil person behind this issue. Yes. I don't want a single dollar out of this. I don't want reimbursement for the stamps, the envelopes, the cards that were inside. Nothing. All I wanted to do was to bring to light that there is the potential for someone 
who is within the United States Postal Service being a bad guy. And I think it was important to bring to their attention that someone like this exists because this service is something that a lot of people rely on and they're stealing from us, one person, and it's going to make the entire entity look bad because that's how people that's how people function, right? One I think, plane crash, I think at one... best you were hoping to uncover some sort of big gift card fraud ring that was going to come to light and you would have been the 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 person that the the whistleblower that just ceased the entire operation and uncovered this massive amount of fraud and dude i wasn't trying to shut down the usps i was just (laughs) i was just trying to make light of the fact that someone within usps whether it be a hired contractor or usps postal service themselves they're blatantly stealing and they can do so without compunction because of this email right here because what this says is if you don't purchase insurance there's nothing they're going to do about it which makes me really annoyed because there is a federal law making it a felony to steal mail or tamper with mail. And what purpose does that law serve if there is no enforcement of it when someone breaks said law? It doesn't make any sense to me. So it just seemed like that they gave you like a boilerplate response email saying that like, Oh, you know, we received blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just, just to like, just to like throw like water, you know, like just try to, cool you off a little bit or what but like it's just it just was so you know it's just so generic and it had nothing to really do with what your specific complaint was about you were you were basically saying like and i you know being that i witnessed the call you were saying like hey there's something up here because i gave it directly to you guys it should have never left your possession there's no way that someone could have just randomly took this mail and then opened it. Like it had to have been somebody that was either contracted or works for the USPS because right. it never it never should have left left their custody from from the point that I delivered it to the post office to the point that it was delivered uh, to my office. There would have been no chance for anybody else to to be involved with that piece of mail. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's it's that that's really the the main concern that you were trying to drive home. Exactly, there's somebody that is opening up letters and taking out gift cards. Right, you know that that would take advantage of that opportunity. But here's my thing, though, and the reason why this bothers me so much: what if it wasn't just gift cards? What if it was pedigree information? What if it was crucial information? Because people mail letters all the time. What if it was crucial information that in, contained pedigree information on somebody? Right. So whoever did take those cards. You're a piece of shit, and there's contact information on those cards. Mine. You can find me, and I just wish to God that you do so I can fuck your shit up. Anyway, <laughs> that's my that's my message to you, piece of shit, whoever stole them out there in the world, right? I'm ready for you. You just come. Anyway, but my whole thing that makes me upset about this whole thing is, like, here's a law that says tampering with the mail is a fraud, but we're not going to do anything about it if you tamper with mail because they're they didn't buy insurance for it. So it's a fraud, but we're just going to it's just it's a felony, but we're just going to say it's a felony but do nothing about it. Right? Yeah, we're just going to look the other way on this yeah. cuz we can never find out who would be and actually what, responsible what for this. What really upsets me is this is if they're willing to just turn a blind eye in my situation and it's just for gift cards and a letter. How many other people are being affected by this and it could have consequences because there's someone who – there's one person who is bad among the many, 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 many good USPS postal workers. 
right? Or the one bad private contractor that makes all the other private contractors just look like shit now, right? And as much as I know that, it's like now I'm like, well, I can't trust the USPS because I don't know where that bad apple is. I mean, I sent I sent cards to Kenro. They got it. I don't know about, I mean, they definitely, unless they didn't get it and they're just saying they did, so I won't get pissed <laughs> off about it. I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine Brian, Ryan, or Carrie caring that I get pissed off that much. Uh, see, this, this, I felt like this could shake out a few different ways. You know, it'd be hilarious was that, like, I would look through the, the mail bin that that envelope came in, and there would the cards be sitting there after our whole entire conversation the filing of the investigation and you know the the probe into this uh illicit ring of people opening up mail and everything like that and then the cards would just be randomly <laughs> found like uh, like oh they just they did just drop out of the envelope look at that right or here's another theory here's the theory is that you took the pictures of the cards right you were going to put them in into the envelope but you wanted to cheap out and not put them in there so you made it look like you were like like it was tampered with and you sent the envelope anyway and i sliced open the side just so it looks you like you sliced open you you faked it and you sliced open the side and you sent it to me anyway right no because the contents of that letter the, the letter that i wrote and the, the little doodle i drew is probably not appropriate i i would be afraid somebody would see that right the little doodle i drew but they probably looked at the whoever opened it, like looked at it, and was like, "Oh my god, that's too that's too disgusting." I'm yeah, just putting that you know back what the, in the thing, you know what the thing is though. I don't believe it was like a non. I, I believe it was a USPS postal service worker or a contractor for the USPS because if it was just some criminal asshole who just like fishes mail out of mailboxes and they discover the cards, they discover that there are cards in it. They take the cards out. They wouldn't redeposit the mail because. They wouldn't make sure the rest of it got delivered. They wouldn't just slice yeah. it up and take it out and then read because, it. Because then, yeah, if it didn't get delivered, then it wouldn't have merely been that suspect that it was, you know, tampered with. Right. Because like, you're leaving the evidence. Like, you're 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 leaving a piece of evidence that it was tampered with. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have just thrown it away, and it would have just been very likely that the male lost it. You right. Know? And that would have been, like, a non- you know, there's a, a kind of like a victimless crime, I guess you could say, because it's like, oh, well, you know, they, they lose mail sometimes. So, right. like, it's, you know, you wouldn't have been able to know if they if it was tampered with or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, you know, if, for the whole sure. thing, if the whole thing just never got to you, I'd be like, oh, they lost it. It is what it is. Whatever. You know, yeah. I might be like, oh, they probably stole it as a joke. But now mm -hmm. everything points to somebody did, in fact, steal the contents, the cards of that envelope. And it really pisses me off. And what pisses me off isn't the fact that they stole the cards from me or from you. Is the fact that that the USPS service, they're just saying it's been resolved. It has not been resolved. And it tells me that they don't take shit like this seriously, even though this is something that they should take seriously. Not because it's mine and not because of what was in it, but because of what does it represents as It's integrity whole. right yeah, now. It's, 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 like, it's like you want to be able to send stuff in the mail and then feel you know trust it that it will get to its location and right. that you know no one's going to mess with it by the time it gets to the recipient but right. now this calls into question well if, if mail gets messed with then you know are they going to hold people responsible for it if they can you know they're, like are right. they going to hold their own employees responsible for something like right. that right there needs to be a level of accountability which apparently from this it doesn't look like there is any at all 
It doesn't matter. And think about it. Mail routes can be easily traced. Yeah. Right. You and definitely have like people sitting and watching the, you know, they could be watching the the mail people every day, seeing their route and like who they go to first. And now, stuff I'm like not that. saying that this whole investigation needs to be conducted and they need to like interrogate everybody. But they should look into it, and everybody should know that they'll look into it. Because if everybody knows that they're looking into it, then the person that is doing the stealing will know that it's being looked into, and maybe it'll deter that person from stealing, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's being just brushed off, as as brushed off can get with this email, it's literally saying, unless we'll refund you for what what the thing was insured for, but unless you do that, it's all fair game. This email. Is I would just, I would just reply. I would reply back and I'd say, that's not really what I was looking for. You know, I, you know, I understand that, you know, I didn't, I just sent it regular first class mail, but more really my, my big concern here is that I dropped it off directly at the U S postal service, figuring that people, you know, try to steal stuff out of like the mailboxes. If you put it on a, on the street or whatever. And, you know, I had confidence that this was going to reach my location, but it did not. And there's no other there's no explanation as far as like anybody who's outside of the USPS being able to open the letter like it was. Yeah, like it's not it's not possible. So like, how am I supposed to trust the USPS with with my business? If you're going to tell if you're going to give me just this, you know, stock reply, right about yeah. like about like insurance, it's like, well, yeah, I realized I could have insured it. But why am I sending any mail through you in the first place? If somebody could just open it take whatever it is that they want out and then send the the piece of mail on its way. Like right. it's, you know, you got to have you got there there's a certain level of trust that needs to be put back into the, you know, equation here. And at the bottom of the letter he writes sincerely Ruima Salifu, supervisor, customer services, 718-767-9245. I shall be calling all, all complaints oh, all there. I'm I shall be calling Ruima Salifu, who's apparently if if this is the best that I get and I'm getting it from a supervisor of customer services, what exactly are you supervising? What exactly is it that you're supervising that – I mean, I might be a little harsh, but I don't care about the contents of what I lost. I care about what the, what the theft implicates, and that implicates something, I think, greater than what I just lost. And I thought that's what I was talking about, but apparently they give two shits. Whatever, I'm going to have to move on. I mean, from this conversation on this podcast, I'm going to move on. But moving forward tomorrow, no, I will not move on because this is... There will be a full-blown Penboy Roy investigation into the United States Postal Service. Listen, this is is a corruption and it's unjust. And because of that, my buddies at Goldspot... What if that were a pen? (gasps) What? What if I took a pen pen and they pulled it out, you know? I mean... Imagine. Well, I mean, from the experience that I've had with sending packages through the postal service, either through like Old Spot or or whatever, um, you know, the the reliability of it is really good. Like no, I, I will say is. that, definitely. yeah, I will say that in in years and years and years of shipping things through the U.S. Postal Service, only very few times have I ever gotten things where it was missing, it it went permanently missing, or that uh, sometimes like sometimes you'll get like a package. And it will be like in a Ziploc bag and there'll be like basically the outer shell of whatever it is that you sent. And it says, whoopsie, we totally screwed up your package. Sorry, this is what's left of it. Like I've only had that happen like a handful of times where it was, but it looks like it was 
you know, ran over by a car. It was right. uh, chewed on by a dog or something. It, it, it looked destroyed. But right. the, in this, in the case of this letter, it was very suspicious because it did not look like it was roughed up. What it looked like somebody just legit just opened up the side of it, took you know what they wanted out, and you know just sent it on its way, which is weird. You know, it's like it that, like like you were saying, just might as well just throw the rest of it away. If you're going to do that, because then you throw away the evidence that it was tampered with. So, right. So my thing is this also, I'm obviously speaking from a position where I'm like upset and emotional, but in all rationality, I can't really say for certain that it was somebody. I think it probably was somebody from USPS, I think, or a contractor hired by USPS. I can't really say that. I can't really know that. I don't know that for certain. Because I don't know all the inner workings of the Postal Service and how they get contractors. Who knows? I don't really think they do the whole contractor thing. Like, I know that they, like, let's say US, UPS or FedEx, they'll have helpers Mm -hmm. that they hire seasonally for for high volume. But I I think pretty much if you work for the US Postal Service, I think you have to take like a civil servants exam. You need to, you you need to be on the payroll for them. I don't think that they just do. I, I think that also, but. But the point is, I don't know that. I think that, and because I only know, mm-hmm. I because I only think it. Uh, everything I'm saying is just every. All of my allegations are all assumptions. So I might be completely and absolutely wrong. But the problem is, if I am wrong, why couldn't somebody tell me? Right, like maybe. I think I think we're starting a new uh, Law and Order series called Postal. <laughs> or, you know, it would be called Law, Law and Order, Going Postal, starring Pen Boy Roy. No, I mean, it might have been in like an envelope sorter that just, it's a mechanical sorter that sliced, like, like wipes things left and right or up and down, and it sliced open the side, and then the cards fell out. It could be that too, right? It could be. But, it could be as innocent as that. Right, it could be, and I hope so. But somebody could have said something instead of just telling me I didn't buy insurance and because of that there's nothing they can do about it, because that tells me that means anybody can steal shit if it's not insured and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And that's the problem I have with it. It just that that response just tells me that they didn't really read or understand the request that was made and that they're just sending you, oh, well that that sucks. Sorry. Yeah. Well next time next time if you wanna send something and you know do an insurance claim send it like with insurance on it. But was I you were on the call. Was I not more than clear? With the reason you were very clear why I was calling, I was very. Clear. But then again, but then again, Eric, which was his name, I remember mm-hmm. from memory, not because I wrote it down, which I did, but I remember it. That he that he said he was making notes. I remember he was like he was like, oh, just hold on one second while I do my make my notes. And he was like, clack 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 clack. Right. And then we were just kind of like we we're just like sitting there, and then you started BSing with me and 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 stuff like that. And then he was like, okay, I'm 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 ready, you know. So he was he's translating what is that we were talking about and then this person was reading what Eric was writing in the notes so maybe there's might be something lost in translation there but you know I, I kind of feel like that the that there was something lost like there was not the the the, the request was not you know adequately responded to right a hundred percent I think it was just it, and it couldn't have been a lack of communication on my part because I was extremely clear about the purpose yeah. and I know I'm sounding like I'm going overboard on it, but I might have been going overboard. But you know me, dude. I, I go overboard on everything. <laughs> if something's not right, I have to fix it. But the thing is, it's like I was very clear about it. And 
if something was lost in translation, I don't know how I could have made it more clear, especially since, you know, people I work with, they, they are under the impression that I use big words all the time, right? And the truth is, I never use big words. As a matter of fact, I don't like using big words because I don't know what I'm saying sometimes, half the time. But you got good words, though. I got good words. So what I do is is <laughs> I don't use big words. I use little words, but I use those little words as clearly as I possibly can, and it gives people the impression that I'm using big words, right? Mm. But I don't use big words, and I make myself very clear. And I think I was very clear, as you said, on the phone call, and I don't know why my concern for the bigger picture was just misconstrued as I want I want reimbursement for what was lost. I don't want reimbursement for what was lost. I want people to know yeah. that there is there there has got to be more to well, if you didn't get insurance then there's nothing else we can do about it. What was lost was my confidence in the US Postal Service and its integrity to deliver my mail in completeness. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just disappointing because, in truth, everything I ever received from Goldspot or Pen Shallot or Goulet Pens or anything from anybody ever was never an issue. But mailing cards to you guys and having it sliced <laughs> open yeah. from the side and having it taken out, it appears that way. But like I said, it could also be some envelope sorter sliced open the side accident. Like it, the machine sliced it open, and then as it's sliding across the conveyor belt, it got stuff just fell right yeah. out. I'm hoping that that's the case because what kind of idiot would steal something and then mail the like read and then deliver the rest of what he's just stole. Right. You know what I mean? And also I have a very good friend who retired from the USPS and to me, all USPS workers are this guy, this guy who walked his deliveries for 25 years, who likes to go fishing, who's a solid dude, Right to me, all USPS guys are that guy, and I think mm -hmm. what makes me also very upset is if someone did do this, how dare you make my buddy like this this guy who retired look bad? There's so many of my buddies out there working for USPS. How dare you insult him by being a piece of shit like this? Right, be a piece of shit on your own time. Don't do it and make guys like my buddy look really bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I don't know. I like to I like to live with as much integrity as I possibly can. And I think this thing was really upsetting because I guess it just ruins the concept of integrity for something that I never thought didn't have integrity before. I mean, listen, US Postal Service sometimes sucks, right? You order your nudie magazine, it comes in the mail and it's already got like stains on the magazine, right? No, I'm just kidding. That never happened. <laughs> the pages already <laughs> stick together. <laughs> just joking. No, but seriously, I remember Game Informer. I used to order, I used to have Game Informer come in the mail, right? I used to have, what was it, the, the other one? The EGM? Yeah, oh no, what was it called? Uh, something like Game, Game, uh, I forget. It was like, or Nintendo Power was another I, one. I used to get Nintendo Power and every once in a while they would like, ship me the magazine but it's like ripped open but they would use like duct tape to tape it <laughs> i mean it's like you couldn't even use clear tape so i could see what was on the pages no they just tape it and they say this damage was caused by the united states postal mm -hmm. service delivery and i look at that then i'm sorry yeah no but i'm i'm always they could have just said nothing but i'm mm -hmm. always i always respected the fact that they're like okay it was us oh well and then I'd be like, yeah, oh, well, you know, it's like, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, they'll be like, yeah, this was, this was our problem. And then, and then it's like, 
uh, okay, well, what can I do? It's like, oh, well, there's nothing really could do. I, we just wanted to admit that it was our fault. Right, but that, <laughs> but there's an honesty that that the honesty there that has to be respected, and I do. So it is what it is. But something like this, ugh, you know, like if somebody came back and is like, hey, listen, you know, the email says if the email had said something in some substance to the effect of there's mail sorters that have these blades that come down and swipe the envelopes left and there's a possibility that it got sliced open on the side and as it's sliding down, whatever, the cards fell out. I'd have been like, all right, so there is some level of looking into this, some level of giving a shit, right? I think that the only circumstance that you would be satisfied with is if you got a, a video email to you that was a clip of this person getting caught in the act and then being tackled by two very large postal service <laughs> no. workers and then no. manacled and then carried away. <laughs> no, man. No. So it's just, you know what it is? It's just that, I don't know. It's just the whole thing. I know I'm being a whiny baby about it. There are bigger problems and there certainly are bigger problems. To me though, the loss of what was in the mail that I sent you isn't the problem. The problem is the potential of how many people this can happen to and shit like that. Or maybe I'm saying that to justify how annoyed I am. That's probably what it is. Like, I, I, I bet if somebody, like, digs deep into my psychological brain, they'll be like, this guy's just bitching about it because he's <laughs> sore that his shit got stolen. He doesn't give a shit about everybody else. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, overall, like you said, though, I've never had a problem with USPS before, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this one shit, like, make me say I'm not going to deliver mail. Certainly going to make sure that I secure cards better so that way in the future. Maybe tape them to the letter on the inside. Or, or just can't – I can't put something like that in the envelope, something that you can feel in the envelope. You know what I mean? I'll have to send mm -hmm. it in, like, a box or a package or something. Or I, I get for the uh, for the sticker sheets, the, uh, the pentertainment swag stuff mm -hmm. that I sell on inkjournal.com. Super subtle plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that that I put them in. I put them in like the cardstock sort of flat mailers, mm -hmm. so that so that it's like the and then they fold over and they have the adhesive on the top, so that like they don't get bent out of shape, and also you can't really feel what's in them either. So they mm -hmm. could be cards, they could be harmless stickers, yeah. which that's what they are—a sticker and a pin. That's all. And you, you know, know, you know, from my buddy who retired from the USPS. The truth is, though, they are, from what I hear from him, they're under an extraordinary amount of scrutiny. Mm -hmm. So that also confuses me because under the level of scrutiny that he was telling me he's always under, I don't see how it, it could have been a member of the USPS. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but well, it could just be somebody who just does not take or maybe somebody new that just does not take their job seriously and it's like or doesn't give a oh, shit yeah you know, merry christmas to me i'm taking i'm taking as many chili's gift cards out <laughs> i'm gonna take my gonna take my uh my date out to chili's and right yeah could be could gonna be. go out in the town yeah that, that very well could be but awesome blossom yeah but <laughs> i think i think i feel a lot better about it now that i've ranted about it and talked about it and stuff like that i just hope that this doesn't happen to other people and I'm, pre mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it won't because, you know, like I said, most of everybody who works at USPS are my buddy Steve. And he's a solid dude. Stand-up postal st service worker. Yeah, 100%. All the way. 100%. And I have, you know, I just – if there is someone out there who stole stole them, I'm not saying you're a piece of I, – I am saying you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Just you. You and you alone are a piece of shit. I hope you die in a fire. Anyway, 
I'm just kidding. I I don't mean that. I'm, I I yeah, you I know I don't. The other things I, that... I don't. I don't want you to die in a fire. A chemical burn. <laughs> yes, actual fire. No, chemical burns are worse. So you 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 succumb to chemical burns. That's just mean. I'm just kidding. I'm just being emotional. You know me. One of the things that we also wanted to talk about uh, was that we wanted to answer some of our uh, viewers or listeners. Yeah, listeners. Yeah. Questions. Okay. Um, on the podcast. Okay. And did you have any particular question from like our emails or anything that you wanted to address before we wrap things up today? No, but did you? Uh. Not necessarily. Nothing really came to mind per se. Because we get um, a lot of emails. We don't get a lot of questions. We mostly get statements and stuff. Well, that's because what we've been asking for is like sometimes we'll we'll pose the question to the audience and then the audience answers us via email. But then if maybe a couple weeks goes by or something, we don't share the answers on, on the podcast. But mm-hmm. I think it would probably be more useful, I think, for everybody if they want to ask us questions and then we answer the questions on the podcast. And then that way, everybody who, you know, because for every question that would be asked, I would hypothesize that like, there's about 10 people who maybe had the same question that, yeah. you know, might have not wanted to a- ask it, but would have appreciated the answer to it. So I, I think that's of... a great, I think it's time for us to do an open Q and a type of episode, right? An episode where people ask us questions and shit like that. I, I can't answer questions about what I do for my employment, but other th- anything else, like if you have any questions, or about the ongoing investigation to the U.S. Postal Service, <laughs> that's a that's a that's an active investigation. I will not be able to provide answers in regards to no, but yeah, I mean, I would love to do that. If you guys have, I mean, I'll I'll field any questions anybody has, whether it be fountain pen troubleshooting related, brand question relations, podcast relating. Why are you such an asshole? Do you want to ask me that? Go ahead. Go for it. I'll I'll answer questions all day long. I would love that. That would be fun. I'd love to do that to interact with why is it Tom is getting younger and everyone else is getting older? I'll answer that one right now. He's he's part vampire. That's why. <laughs> Tom's actually looking younger every fucking time I see him. Makes me want to it's slap It's the lighting him. in here. Is that it's what it lighting. is? Is that yeah. what it is? Oh. Did you see uh did you see my newest video today about the uh the pilot versus the sailor versus the platinum? No, I didn't. Did that oh, you gotta t- take a look. Okay, I felt like actually I looked pretty young in that because I got a fresh haircut before that video. So yeah, I'm gonna look at it right after we finish recording because that's an interesting one. That was yeah. That that's that's a good that's a good. It video. compares the, it compares the 3776 versus the 74 versus the 1911. Very very similar themed pens, similar constructions, all from the same they're, region, they're all from Japan. And, you know, it's it's just really interesting, I think, to dive in deep on the similarities and mm-hmm. then also the, the slight differences, too, because that makes a, such a huge amount of difference, especially when you're going from like a starter position where you're like about the safaris all-stars you maybe have like a few favorite castells or like a pilot metropolitan and then like you're like oh i want to get a gold nib fountain pen it's like well these options usually stare you right at the face like the 74 1911 3776 like all very highly rated pens Mm -hmm. lots of history behind them and you know which one to go with which one's going to be the one that you'll love as like an everyday writer and that's what really was all about well, is there a clear winner out of it all, or did you give that lame duck answer where it's like, oh, who's the winner? That's up to you. 
Oh yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, oh that's, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I say that from the outset, so I don't I don't tease you and say like, oh well, it's a no. It's gonna be like I'll lay out all of the facts and stuff, and you just decide because I mean I think people have had enough of like their minds being made up for them in this in this day and age. Like this is me giving you the 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 information that you need to make an intelligent decision on your own so you know don't ask me to grab your big boy pants no no (laughs) i want you to tell me which is the best (laughs) i want you to tell me platinum 3776 what was the other one custom 74 and then the sailor 1911 1911s s you tell me right Mm -hmm. now if i could only buy one which one should it be if you could only buy if one, if I could only have one, which one would it be? I want an answer, and you're gonna enjoy it like to the to the fullest of your. So you like so you like extra fine nibs. It's an answer. It's, it's, it's a, I just want an answer. I don't want you telling. Well, me. no, I'm, I'm no, fitting no. it for your particular taste. No, so you are me. you're more I mean, of an extra fine. Me in general. Me in general, I think that you would like the forest green custom seventy four with a fine nib. Okay, I think you would like that a lot. Okay. I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah. So you're telling me? Yeah. Are you telling me in particular or me in general? I'm just telling you personally. No, no, for I everybody want, else, I they him. could come up with their own. No, answer. see, but that's the, uh, the don't give a lame duck answer. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't know anything about Japanese pens uh, and is asking you what should they get? They don't know much about pens. What are you going to tell them? Because they're going I, to that I, video for guidance on what they should get, and sometimes they're not going to sit through a six minute video listing out the different they just want an answer what's the answer to that person who doesn't know all three <laughs> i say watch the rest of the video it's only like 10 minutes long that's it <laughs> you can't sit through 10 minutes of 10 minutes of it it wasn't even 10 minutes i think it was like Listen, eight you are the fountain pen guy at gold spot pens and a customer is asking you because they don't know between the three brands which one they should get but they want to get one and they don't have experience with fountain pens, but they're going to get one, and they need you to help them choose which one. Which one should they get? I don't know much about fountain pens, but I heard all the Japanese ones are Japanese ones are good. My buddy recommended to me the Sailor 1911S, the Platinum 3776, or the Custom 74 by Pilot. Which one should I get? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm on the phone with you right now. I need you to close the sale. Which one should I get? You would get the one that you like the most. I don't have any of them. How would I know which one I like? You look at the pictures. You look at the pretty pictures. That's all. No, it's it's it, like that's I, I ask a lot of questions. When when somebody's asking me, it's like, well, what do you think? Should I get this one? This one? I tend to answer that question with at least like five other questions. Okay, so I'm a I'm a new customer. Hey, how you doing, Mister Auto Inc. So help me out. So I'm looking online at your website. I heard, I heard on the podcast that you make recommendations about pens. <laughs> right. So so I'm on goldspot.com and I'm trying to place an order and I need help because I have three options here. I have the Custom 74 by Pilot. I have the Platinum 3776 and I have the Sailor 1911S. Which one should I get? Well, that is a really great question because I did a video just about that recently that you could go and watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey honey i'm uh, give me five minutes i'm ordering a pen but this guy's telling me to watch a video that's 10 minutes long even though i'm on the phone with him hold on i'll take the garbage out when i'm done in four days on the phone with this guy i'll feed the dogs later <laughs> yeah so 
So first thing I would say is like, well, how, what is your, you know, what is your preference in terms of nibs? If you've written with a fountain pen before, are you more into the finer nibs? Like, do you like extra fines? Do you like broads? Like, what, what do you value more? Because two of the, the, the pens right off the top have the feedback going on, which you have Platinum and Sailor. What's they feedback? They have that extra pencil-like feedback. The scritchy. The scritchiness. Oh, remember, I, I like, don't know so what I'm this, talking about. I'm a customer, man. Yes. Like scritchy. You're no, going to well, say scritchy. Well, I don't know what that I, means. I forget I'm talking to you. Oh. So so like two <laughs> of the brands right off the bat, they have a little bit of some feedback to the nib where when you would expect to buy a gold nib, sometimes you would expect to get a very smooth and wet writing experience. So, so and, and it's like softer too. So like the so sailor and platinum not so much but if you like extra fine nibs and you want to get like that needlepoint really really small nib and that you also can't control what kind of paper that you're writing on and you might be writing on some you know cheaper recycled paper and things like that could bleed with a thicker line width then you might look at let's say a platinum or a sailor but if you're valuing more of that smoothness and that kind of that softness about the writing experience then i would look more towards the custom 74 Hey man, I just want to buy a nice pen. It's that, and I always usually write with a, a, a G two gel pen. What writes like that? What writes like a G two gel pen? Well, then I would probably because like if you're looking at gel and that and that gel is a smooth writer, then you would want to have something that's going to be smoother than that. So you would want to then I would opt for the the custom seventy four. Because I so like how I, I like how that. the ink is like watery. Yeah. I've gotten that before. Like I like watery looking ink, right? Instead of like yeah. ballpoints, they look faded and gray and stuff, and it feels gross. I like the watery look on the on on that. So, okay, you think yeah, I should? That... You think I should go with the the pilot then? Yeah, because that's gonna give you the probably the smoothest writing experience out of the three, as well as like you know the 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 line width being a little bit more thicker than with the. Uh, set with the three thirty seven seventy six and this nineteen eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they and it's also got like a nice the con seventy converter is more high capacity. It's it's a it's it also uses cartridges as well as the nineteen eleven and thirty seven seventy six. But it's a you know it's that's that's really the main difference between them is that the pilot nibs are just made more in line with European style nibs as opposed to the Japanese nibs which have more scritchy feedback sort of feel like like a finely sharpened number two pencil i like it that was so, good yeah good i feel yeah. like what was that movie where it's like sell me this pen what was it the wolf of wall street yes that was a good that was a, should we do the whole matthew mcconaughey um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie but that was that was improvised that was pretty I, good I, I like that whole yeah. role-playing segment we did there we should role-play more without making it sound weird but you know what i mean <laughs> it's not like, kinky at all right no not at all <laughs> we should we should do that you know and i i, I think that i want to do that whole have have people listen to the podcast go ahead throw us your questions write us at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com Entertainment podcast. Everything's on the table except for Roy's employment right. and the ongoing investigation with the United States Postal <laughs> Service. Entertainment podcast at gmail.com. Write us in questions. We'll shout you out on the next episode of the podcast or something like that. Right? We'll we'll mm-hmm. put this whole thing together. And happy new year to everybody. Thank you for happy new year. Happy new year. 
And I may hope- 2022 bring you bountiful loads of ink and pens. Right. You said loads. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> happy new year. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys. Be well, be safe. Stay engaged.